Welcome everyone to the Sisters Stories podcast. This podcast is aimed at marvelling at God's sovereignty in each of our lives as women and at encouraging one another via our stories. My name is Saskia and today I'm joined by Sophie. First, can you tell us who you are? So, hello, my name is Sophie. I'm a secondary school uh, language teacher, uh, originally from France, and I am almost 30, which is a little bit scary. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to be scared of. (laughs) I'm sure. We'll see when that happens. (laughs) Um, So, today we are going to be talking about how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. But first off, could you tell us about what your childhood was like? So obviously my child was in France and um, so I was born in a non-Christian family um, but my parents had exposure to Christianity uh, through their parents uh, who were on both sides Catholic. Mm-hmm. So they were, all, they were both brought up uh, in the Catholic faith, going to church fairly frequently, uh, going through communion, um, no sorry, confirmation and all of mm-hmm. that. Um, but they, it feels to me that they very much left the faith behind uh, later on. Uh, so uh, I was not brought up with any knowledge of the Bible or very, very little and nothing very enlightening, really, nothing that really struck me. Uh, so I had almost zero awareness of who Jesus was, uh, which is quite something, I think, when you think about it. Um, mm. So I just didn't realize who he was at all. I knew the, the name, but... Um, I barely knew anything about him. Um, So my childhood was also marked by my parents' divorce fairly early on Mm. uh, when I was, I think, about six, but I'm not not entirely sure. I don't really remember many things. Uh, And we moved around a lot. So we we moved from the south of France to near Paris and I spent most of my life around Paris, really, uh, with my sister and my mom and my mom's partner. Uh, So it was quite a lot of moving around uh, from house to house and things like that. So not the easiest. And um, and the childhood where my dad was mostly absent as well, or at least distant enough that it felt like he wasn't really there. Um, Although we saw him in the holidays. Um, Mm. So, yeah, it took me a long time to kind of get to know him properly and to to develop a, a relationship with him that was more than just being scared of him really um so um not 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 that he's an unpleasant man but just if you have someone who's a bit distant um as a child you're not it's not easy to warm to that person and to relate to them Mm. um but we have a much better relationship now so that's good yeah (laughs) and so how did you come to hear about the gospel having no previous knowledge of it so that's really interesting um i so Throughout my uh, teenage years, uh, I would very much say that I had a deep awareness of of sin, really, uh, without actually knowing what it was. But it was quite discouraging for me and almost despairing because I could feel very much that I was doing things wrong uh, quite often, that other people were doing things wrong, as in quite serious things, you know, lying, betraying people, being quite unpleasant. And so I had this quite negative view of people. I was probably a bit proud as well, thinking that was better. But I could still see that something was wrong. And I had no reference point to know if there was something else or if there was an answer to that. So I think there was something deep in me that was longing for something else. There was that gap 
that I was trying to fill somehow um, and didn't really know where to turn. And it was quite scary in a lot of ways as a teenager to try to find yourself and not really know um, how to piece things together. Um, so there was that. And I was quite a curious person. I, I was keen to learn. I was fairly good at school. Um, and so I would be fairly open-minded. Uh, so funnily enough, if someone had asked me what I believed back then, I probably would have given it some thoughts. But that mm. didn't happen. So... Uh, it's very rare in France that these questions actually get asked other than by Christians or by people who believe in something. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of what was going on in my head. And um, I came to university and I studied English, uh, and especially English literature. And uh, in my literature lessons, I soon found out that you needed to know about the Bible to understand all the references, especially in British literature. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Well... <laughs> It became apparent when the teacher asked the question one day and I got it wrong. And someone said, oh, it's from this psalm or, or whatever it was in the Bible. And, mm. Or from, I think it may, may have been Genesis or something like that. Anyway, and so I was like, oh, no, I don't know the answer to this. I was really annoyed, actually, uh, which is, seems like a silly thing. Um, but I wanted to learn and I wanted to know what the Bible was. And so... Exactly at that time, um, I had to select an option uh, for my second year of university. And I selected a course about the Bible and literature. Oh, wow. Because, again, I wanted to know. And it, was, it, was, it sounded quite interesting. And exactly at that time, uh, which was, I mean, God working behind the scene again, mm. um, a person I knew from secondary school, who wasn't even my friend, really, or someone close to me, invited me to the CU and we became friends through that. Mm. And so I came and I started reading. Uh, they were reading the parables in Matthew's Gospel. Mm. Um, and <laughs> this changed everything, obviously. Uh, it was quite interesting how suddenly I was in front of people who were loving. And I had to rethink what I knew of people. Mm. And I had to rethink that actually there are some people out there who have no motivation to be nice to me, who do not know anything about me, are welcoming, offering me food and drink yeah. <laughs> and reading the Bible with me and helping me understand it. And that was very precious. So I just kept on going. Uh, that was October 2010. And um, I became a Christian very quickly after that, uh, just from reading Oh wow! The Gospels, basically. Um, yeah. Um, so, is there is there a specific day when you gave your life to Christ? Uh, yes, there is, uh, and I can tell you it was the. So, okay, that's a bit tricky. Actually, sorry, backtracking. Uh, it was a weekend, so uh, I think it was roughly the sixth of February two thousand and eleven. Wow, look at that! So between the fourth and the th the sixth, but probably mm. the, th the sixth, I think. Um, but what happened is that um, I kept on coming to the CU because, well, I think partly because I was not a very disagreeable person, and I was just like, "This is nice. Mm. I'm having fun. These people are nice. I'm interested in this. I just keep on going." It was a s I didn't even think about it that much in my head, um, but. Uh, uh, that weekend, uh, so through reading the Gospels, there was something in me that really, it just came together very mm. quickly. Uh, just seeing who Jesus was very simply and just what he's done. Um, 
I didn't even need to read that much more of the Bible to kind of put it together. And also, I remember reading at the end of John, when John says, uh, this is a disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. And he carries on talking about more things. Um, There was something in me that told me that no man could write this and Mm. lie. And I was just, there there wasn't even a question in my head of, is this true or not? It just, I read it, I was like, this seems like an honest account. And I want to know who this guy is, basically. Yeah. um, And also, one of the parables that we read in Matthew, uh, the parable of the ten virgins, um, is very interesting. Because at the time, um, I think, again, very strangely, there was something in me that told me that, I needed to be one of the wise ones. Mm-hmm. I needed to be in that in that wedding room, in in that in mm-hmm. that feast, um, and as, it wasn't very formulated in my mind. But I was yeah. like, I'm going to find the way to get there, and I did. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So on that weekend, um, I think that is when I prayed for the first time. I broke up with, with my boyfriend. Oh, um, wow. Because it was definitely not <laughs> happening. Um, and uh, at the end of the weekend, we had to write a letter to ourselves, which the CEO would send us a few months later. Mm. Uh, and um, I don't know if I can... I don't know if... I think it was quite supernatural when I wrote that letter. Uh, I could definitely feel that. It was yeah. not something I would have said of myself uh, when I wrote. I, I could feel that something else would prompting me and now now you know it's the holy spirit yes now i do yeah Um, and receiving it uh in god's providence i received it exactly when i needed to hear these things again Mm. uh of like basically i think i wrote something like um what you studied is is true and it's not something you can ignore Mm. and yeah so wow that's powerful um so how do you think this changed your life? Well, th- this is quite um, interesting. I think it made me a more optimistic person. Um, mm. There were some really dark times in my teenage years, especially at school, and mm. uh, times where I thought that um, things could not be mended almost, or you know. but somehow God showed me that I could leave people behind me and be fine. Yeah. And I could just, uh, actually sometimes I needed to leave people behind me and find some better people to hang out with. Mm. Um, and so I think he's really shown me that actually, uh, again, I'm not the one fixing things and he does. And he mm. very gracious, graciously, uh, came to find me, um, which I don't know. I can't, I can't explain more than that, really, yeah. but but it's just amazing. Um, so I think it really made me more hopeful. It gave me a purpose as well that maybe I hadn't quite got in my life. Um, mm. I didn't quite have. Um, yeah, and I think um, it made me more probably more generous as well to people and and more mm. open minded to them and ready to give them a bit more the benefit of the doubt oh. than previously. Um, I think so, at least, uh, yeah. Yeah. So you talked a bit about your family life at the beginning and um, how your parents had separated and things. How did your family react um, about about 
your your life changing in this way and yeah um it's quite interesting because so I had some they had some concerns I think um my dad especially because he could not see me Mm. like closely at least so I phoned him I told him I had become a Christian I explained to him how etc which is probably the deepest conversation we've ever had to be Mm. honest um he did say to me that he was a bit worried uh, that I was in a cult, basically. Oh. <laughs> because um, in France, the CU is very unknown. It's oh, yeah. practically unknown by most people, sadly, because it's a great organization. But um, it's about 100 groups all over France, which is great. Um, but mm. if you're not in a Protestant circle, you probably haven't heard of it. And Protestants are very few in France. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Mm. So... Um, to someone else's ears it does sound a little bit like you're in the cult because you're reading the bible together and obviously Mm. their aim is to bring everyone to read the bible and whether you're muslim an atheist or anyone is welcome to come to every single cu session uh Mm. to discuss it so it's not at all like that so the minute i explained that to him he was more okay with it yeah uh, which was which was great um and coming to my baptism later on he he could see he could see things and it was it was much better my mom and sister uh living with me it it suddenly felt like I had changed to them at least in their eyes it the perception I have of it is that they thought Mm. I had changed in such a drastic way in a good way maybe in a good way but at least I escaped them somehow Mm. and Especially for mom, I think that that is difficult. And even to this day, that is difficult for her to get her head around that her girl is not is not hers completely mm. anymore. Um, and especially when you're basically a single mom having raised your kids. Yeah. I think that's quite difficult. My sister was a little bit aggressive at first, but I think mm. has somehow grown out of it a little bit, <laughs> yeah. I would say. I'm not sure how to... I'm not sure how to explain all these things, but um, it it did feel that um, there was a little bit of tension there, mm. at least. Um, there were some questions occasionally, but oh. not a deep interest uh, at all until last year. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. So you said they were they were Catholic at the beginning, and um, so how what's sort of happened with them now and mm. um how is the relationship with your family now compared to then and yeah um well i think now it's a little bit different obviously because i'm now in the uk so um i mm. think there's even in some ways even more distance although we we're, we're still fairly close um so i do think that there's a bit of an indifference to it more than hostility necessarily uh, I did um, read the Bible with my sister last year. So I oh, read wow. Luke's gospel with her, which was great. Um, but again, I don't think she was that interested in the end. So we did mm. read most of it, um, which was good. Um, but I think it kind of stopped there. And hopefully mm. that's not the end of it, but yeah. we'll see. Um, I think it's a similar relationship of more a bit more distance um, and a bit more indifference and it's the kind of topic that I might not mention that mm. regularly. At least it's hard to get into a deep conversation about faith. I might mention church, but that kind mm. of stops there. 
uh, if I can, I'll try to dig a bit, a bit deeper, but it's not, mm. it's not very easy in the conversation sometimes. Yeah, but I guess in a way it's so like wonderful that um, you can, they know that you are a Christian and that they can come to you and they mm. can ask questions if they want to and that you're there, you're there for them. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So that's beautiful. And <laughs> and what has God taught you in this last year, this crazy, crazy COVID-19 year? I think, um, so I've had quite a strange year in a lot, in quite a few ways. The first lockdown, we were at home, obviously. So the school was closed. I was just working from home, which was quite a shock to the system. Um, it was quite difficult and I was struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the second lockdown more recently I was at school and um, I was with some colleagues and we had more conversations which was great um, and I grew closer to them in a way and mm. it really made me realize um, well first of all again how l- not in control we are of mm. the whole situation uh, but also how I really need to watch myself uh, mm. and not to let myself be influenced Uh, by the world around me and not Mm. to adopt their way of talking especially because talking is very easy to do but then something comes out and you Mm. said the wrong thing and I have to watch my mouth quite a lot um not that I'm swearing or anything but uh but just in in the way of portraying things in reality and I think that really God has really corrected me in that and and shown me how to not try not to do that as much mm-hmm. as I can, even if it means that I'm the unpopular one, yeah. uh, which obviously uh, isn't easy to take sometimes. But um, yeah, so that's something I try to carry on with as mm-hmm. much as I can, but it's not, yeah. That's so interesting. Um, yeah, that must be must be so interesting um, at work having this same experience with Mm. you know going through this pandemic and having to do online classes and things in this way and then everything being um so different when you go back and having those relationships with those teachers and things and Mm. um yeah so interesting um but we don't follow the pattern of the world do we (laughs) yeah that's right yeah um so what advice would you give younger christians Oh gosh, that's a tough one. Um, I do think that it is extremely valuable to just read the words as much as you can. Um, I mean, for me, I started by reading it in a more academic way almost because Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn everything that was, well, not everything, but as much as I could about God. And Mm -hmm. I think that's very valuable, but reading it to teach yourself um, and to try to memorize things and try to put them into practice. And I'm still struggling with that. Um, but <laughs> um, I think that's why it's such a valuable thing to have. And it's mm. obviously a very living word that affects us deeply. Um, so that would be my first advice. But also, mm. if you are maybe a, an older Christian, um, thinking about people who don't know Christ, um, I was... One of one of the things I wish that someone had asked me when I was a teenager is is actually what do you believe? And mm. I think sometimes we're hesitant to ask that question, uh, which is quite a deep question and mm. quite a 
quite a thoughtful question, really. But I kind of wish that sometimes uh, that someone had asked me that question just to make me stop and think mm. what is actually anchoring you? What is actually the the base of your life? Um, because I think that prompts so many things, so many deeper thoughts and can really make people think. Um, mm. And I would say don't hesitate to ask these deeper questions even if it's not easy um because yeah. it might it might actually make someone pause and think about about their life and hmm, what do i believe <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah 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 that's really good advice actually i'm i'm gonna take that advice <laughs> great i'm yeah. glad to hear <laughs> oh well thank you sophie for all right. sharing your story with us and that's all that we have time for in this episode um sister stories join us again next time